Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right to it. All right. Uh, so for news this week, uh, we have. Uh, first of all, we apologize for being off last week. We were both sick, and so we decided to go ahead and rather than spread diseases around and stuff, we decided to go ahead and just take last week off. Yep. And also, I could barely speak, so that's not a real, real good thing to uh, to have for a podcast. It's true. Um, anyway, um, so there's been quite a bit of anime news, but also today. Nintendo just had their first direct, their first direct in a few months, um, and they were in, they uh, announced quite a few things, and they gave us some updates for some new stuff as well. Uh, one of the um, uh, some of the announcements during the direct were um, today Final Fantasy IX hits the Switch, so you can go really? ahead and download Final Fantasy IX for the Switch. Nice. And Final Fantasy VII is coming this March. I think it's the twenty sixth. They said. Between those two, I've actually played Final Fantasy IX more than seven. But in nine, I only ever got so far as the, like, you had to run around a city and beat a bunch of monsters. Controversial position here. Uh -huh. I like nine more than seven. Quite a bit. Um, uh, I, I never got a chance to play seven. We never had a PlayStation. Oh, well, and... um, you're going to be able to play it coming this March. Seven's a good game. Don't get me wrong. I really like seven. I just like nine a whole lot more. But sure. you're, that's I think that's on disc three you got to. No, mm. I, no, I was at the very beginning. Really early on, there was a city, a competition where you had to run around. And like if you got first place killing all these monsters, the oh. princess agreed to date you. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yep. because I didn't level up enough, I didn't get to defeat the monsters. And then I refused to play the game further because I didn't win. Or I, I didn't have access to play it further, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Ugh. Okay. Um, that's I right. I, remember, I don't I'm, remember if it was a rental or something. There's several parts. In, oh, no, I own it. I, I've, I owned it. I bought it when it first came out, so you're sure. probably using playing my copy. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't remember. It's so long ago. But uh, Final Fantasy... But, um, yeah, no, there's several parts in Final Fantasy IX where monsters are attacking a city. Uh, so you, and, you, and you go around killing them. I thought I thought you were the at the one that happened in Disc 3. No. Anyways, um... Another big announcement, or uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, the first Fire Emblem game for a console ever since the GameCube. Wow. Um, and it is, uh, it's coming out this, uh, this, um, I think it's June, June or July. It's oh, coming wow. out this summer. Um, and they showed a trailer and a bunch of information about it. Today's, today's uh, Direct was uh, really, really based on, or like heavily uh, showing information about the new Fire Emblem game. Right. Uh, we have Ruin Factory 5 announced. Ruin Factory is like Harvest Moon, but it takes place in a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. And um, you have caves in each cave. Like, you can, you can just, you can plant, and, you know, how you plant different things according to the different seasons, and Harvest Moon is the same thing in Ruin Factory. But in Ruin Factory, there's caves. Mm-hmm. And each cave is its own season as well. So you can plant outside according to what season it is, or you can go ahead and just keep planting inside the caves. Okay. And part of the goal is to, at least in the first Ring Factory game, it was to explore those caves and go as deep as possible because that had to do a lot with the story. Um, so what uh, what you were pretty much being told to do was, uh, or the easiest way to explore the caves was to set up multiple farms within the caves and then using the food that you got from the farms going through, uh, being able to go deeper and deeper. Right. Um, anyways, um... We also have um, Bloodstained, 
Ritual of the Night is finally coming out this summer. This is the new uh, Metroidvania game by the guy who created Castlevania. Okay. Um, okay. I'm Itragi, something like that. Mm. Itragi-san. I'm, I'm probably getting his name wrong. But this was a very successful Kickstarter, and it's been in development for years. Uh-huh. He released an NES version uh, of the game. and um, So is that like a ROM version? No, 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 it's 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 uh, NES meaning NES graphics. Uh, you can go ahead and you can get it for the PS4, you can get it for the PC, you can get it for the Switch. Um, okay. It's uh, but, but an eight bit version. It's an eight bit version, okay. and you can switch between the between three or four characters like uh-huh. you could in Castlevania Three. Okay. Um, but this one is looking really really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and the Nintendo also announced ten other games today, two of which are Mario Maker Two. Uh huh. And then a complete remake of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the original Game Boy Legend yeah, of Zelda game yeah. for the Switch. I, I saw, <clears throat> I didn't see the full trailer, but I saw that they, they, they actually worked really hard to do some really amazing hand animation, like ocean waves. Yeah. As part of the trail, as part of the, the opening. Mm-hmm. It, like the, 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 there's a, what looks like a helicopter shot leading to an island. Uh, yeah, I was, wondering, I was wondering what game it was. I yeah. was like, okay, so we have some hand, hand animation water going on. What's happening? Right. Then all of a sudden you show Link on the boat. And I'm just like, oh, no way. They, they didn't. No, no, they did. Oh, gosh, they did. And complete it's, remake? It's a complete remake. That's fantastic. Uh, and it's a, it is the over-top view it's not. It's not like they updated the world towards completely three D, but it's. Um, it looks beautiful, and I cannot wait to uh, to play that game. Nice. Um, anyways, so that's. Oh, and one more before we go ahead and get on to the kind of the anime news. Uh-huh. Um, there is a Dragon Quest CG movie coming out this summer. Okay. I believe it's August is when it's coming out, and it's based off of Dragon Quest Five, and that's really really interesting to me because there's. In Dragon Quest V, one of the biggest things about that game is that you can get married. Uh-huh. And you have to pick one of three girls to marry. Okay. Um, I wonder which one they're going to go ahead and pick to be the one that marries the main character. That's an interesting uh, interesting premise. Mm-hmm. I know what my preference is, <laughs> but I have no idea what they're going to go ahead and pick. It sounds like Akira Toriyama is having quite the year. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> with the, with with uh, the Brawly movie out, mm-hmm. and then this in production. That mm-hmm. just he's uh, mm-hmm. that sounds fantastic. Okay, and now you've got some uh, some anime news for us. Uh, yes, yeah, so a number of trailers dropped very recently. Um, just this last week, uh, they dropped a trailer for Code Geass: Lelouch of the Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so that's a new trailer out. Um, uh, we have a link to it to uh, comicbook.com that has a, uh, a link to that trailer. That'll be on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, otakumode.com has, had a news article uh, detailing um, how Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is getting a season two this yep, year. Yep, I heard about that earlier this week. Yeah, you, uh, you mentioned that and I looked it up <laughs> and got some more details on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was—I found myself on Wikipedia looking on a list of all of the announced anime for 2019, mm-hmm. and I was just scrolling through it, um, sorted by studio, and then I saw Fruits Basket was listed there. It's like, wait, 2019 <coughs> Fruits Basket's coming out? And then I looked it up. Yeah, Funimation now is doing a complete reboot of Fruits Basket. Now, is it going? Is it Funimation now? Are they are they producing it? No, that or is it just going to be streamed on Funimation? They they have the license to stream. They're not the ones okay. producing it. It was another studio. I can't. 
Uh, do I have that up right now, real quick? I've got I got the link the link right here. Give me just a second. I can go in. Well, no, I had uh, Wikipedia. TMS Entertainment TMS. is the animation studio. TMS. Okay, okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with some of their work, and I just was pretty uh, pretty surprised to see some of the things yeah. that are coming out this year. I'll have to check out that. You'll have to send me that list so I can check it out myself. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's it for news, huh? I mean, there was a bunch more we could have talked about, but we kind of want to go ahead and get into this, get back into the swing of things. Right. Okay, so this week uh, we picked a show that is currently being simulcast. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was your pick, so you go ahead and name it and give us the description. All right, so I decided this week we're going to watch the first three episodes of The Rising of the Shield Hero. Iwatani Naofumi, a run-of-the-mill otaku, finds a book in the library that summons him to another world. He is tasked with joining the sword, spear, and bow as one of the four cardinal heroes and fighting waves of catastrophe as the shield hero. Excited by the prospect of a grand adventure, Naofumi sets off with his party. However, merely a few days later, he is betrayed and loses all his money, dignity, and respect. Unable to trust anyone anymore, he employs a slave named Raftalia and takes on the waves and the world. But will he really find a way to overturn this desperate situation? Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and just dive into it. Yeah. Uh, so the episode starts off with a... Uh, the first episode starts off with a little bit of a teaser of what's to come. It, show, it shows the main character in a green-ish um, cloak sitting on a misty mountain when a little ball... A, mm -hmm. a, a, it looks like a soccer ball. A soccer ball-sized um, hand-stitched leather... Orangish ball mm -hmm. bounces towards him and is chased by a, a demi-human raccoon girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see them, and like a wind picks up or something, and suddenly mm -hmm. he wakes up, and he's in the real world. He, he he's just living life. He's a college student. Doesn't even need to doesn't have to work part time to make ends meet. Um, is living off of, and it just kind of he he starts. Um, Internal monologuing, describing his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, oh, what does he do after the internal monologue? He um, he goes to a library. Yes, he does. He, he talks about how uh, when he runs out of money to do things on his own, he'll go to a library and check out some light novels. And yeah, and so so he's in the library. He's picking. He's browsing the light novel section. Sees something he might be interested in. Pulls one book down and causes another one to fall on his head. And he picks and, up that book, and he starts reading it, and it looks like a standard isekai light novel. Well, he, he doesn't even call it an isekai. He just says it's just a standard light novel where there's four heroes, each with a unique weapon, yeah. that rose up to... Uh, being called from another world. Being called from another world, I guess, yeah. So. Being called from another world, and, uh, you know, uh, or being called from another world, and... Uh, defeating this great evil. And he's like, oh, I guess I can go ahead and read this. And he's like, oh, all the characters seem to be their own main character. Um, he's like, wait, four, wait, four weapons. The shield isn't even really a weapon. Like that's, yeah. that's, that, that, that's crazy. 
Um, and but then he goes and uh, he gets to the section that's talking about the shield hero, and it's completely blank. And then he gets pulled into this world. Like this spell seems to happen, and he just gets pulled into the book. Yeah, which which gave me a bit of a never-ending story vibe a little mm-hmm. bit. But it was interesting that that the story of the shield hero hadn't been told in that book, and it was waiting to be told. And so mm-hmm. the first the person who finds it and opens it up is the one who gets to. Mm-hmm. Um, is the uh, the visual that they were going for? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he even, he gets pulled into another world, and uh, with four with three other guys, and the other guys immediately are these hoity-toity. Um, well, he gets he gets pulled into this other world, and the people say, "Yay, this all right, the spell work. We've summoned the four legendary heroes. We can go ahead and do this now." And he's about to ask a question, and then the other three start speaking up, and they're full of confidence. And they're cocky, yeah. Um, and they're like, "Why would our, why on earth would we put our lives on hold to help you? Like, it doesn't make uh, any like, sense. What do why we would get we, out of like, this? What are we getting out of this type thing?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, well, I guess it's a good question." He just kind of is along for the ride at that point. He's just like, he kind of lets them talk. Um, and uh, the the people who cast the spell say that uh, we we need you to um, well. Well, here, come come with us, and our king, our king wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. And so they go, they meet the king, and the king says that uh, there are these waves of destruction that are coming. And with each wave of disrupt- destruction, it brings monsters that are trying to destroy the world. Right. Um, and they they have these uh, devices that let them know how far off a wave of destruction is. Yeah, these, uh, these, these drag- dragon hourglasses. Dragon hourglasses. And the major cities throughout the world have these hourglasses. Uh, we, um, we see one later on, and it turns out they, they seem to be like three stories tall and have five chambers yeah five or six um, chambers that uh, that glass flows th- flows through and it's uh kind of reminded me a little bit of the um uh the uh, uh the the dark crystal that uh, agra's uh domain yeah, where she I has the that. great mm-hmm. the great conjunction her she has um uh, a, a mechanical device mm-hmm. that predicts the t- conjunctions. Yeah. A, uh, um, uh, what is that called? They had one in Ultima S Seven as well. But I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh, called. oh, the um, when the when the planets line up. Well, then just the device that has all of these different planets on a uh, rotating. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to remember what that's called, but uh, and, uh, what's coming to mind is Oratorium, but that doesn't that doesn't no, sound that right doesn't at sound all. Right at all. No. no, that's that's definitely not what that is. Um, it's not a planetarium, is it? No, it's, it's some. Anyways, doesn't matter. Right. Um, something so, like that. Where, mm-hmm. and um, but so he ends up having this <coughs> shield attached to his arm, <coughs> and the others have a sword, a bow, and a spear. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start. Well, he they uh, they they go off, and the king says that look, we have these. Uh, or uh, we uh, and so we want you. Well, what we, what we did was we we uh, used our own military might to fight off the last one, but we barely won. And yeah. each wave is going to be stronger than the last one. Uh, and uh, we then knew that we were taking them too lightly, and we needed to summon the four heroes. Right. And so they summoned the four heroes, and um, they. Uh, and so they then, uh, the four heroes, well, three three of the heroes, the three cocky ones, mm-hmm. they 
pretty much they're demanding payment. You know, they're just like, well, we're going to do this. We're not going to do this for free type thing. Right. Um, and finally, no, that's, that's fine. Like, we figured you'd want compensation for it. And Well, uh, we'll have a meeting with the king. It's like, well, that's fine. It's not like our demands are going to change depending mm-hmm. based on who we talk to. Well, we were at the meeting of the king. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, they do say that. Um, and they... Uh, and so they, they go ahead and they give them rooms for the night and they the, the heroes all kind of meet together in one common room and they're and they're talking mm-hmm. and while they're in that common room, they start realizing things not, aren't quite right between all of them. Okay, so what happened just before then is one of the characters uh, what what the the sword hero mm-hmm. um, I was think, able to I'm notice sure his name is Ren. He was able to notice that there was mm-hmm. an icon in the bottom corner of his vision, and when he glanced, focused on it, a an entire uh, a, a stat screen appeared for him. Uh-huh. And so, part of the conversation that they have in the inn is that they're all that that the sword, the shield, and the bow are all comparing their um, stat screen to a very popular video game from where they're from, mm-hmm. but none of them have heard of the other person's very popular video game. Yeah. And so, uh, one of them decides, all right, on the count of three, name the person who's on the 10,000 yen. Who's on the 1,000 yen. 1,000 yen bill. bill. And every last one of them names somebody different. And then they start saying, okay, well, who won World War Two? And then they start listing who, all these other things. Who's the prime minister? Like, who's the prime minister? What's, who's this? Like, what happened here? And, and we discovered that all mm-hmm. four of these heroes are from alternate reality versions of Japan. All being brought here. They're not they're from all, the same Japan. They're all from different versions of Japan, even though they're all Japanese. Yeah. Um, but they... Uh, anyways, uh, they go to bed that night, and the next day... Uh, well, everybody except for... Uh, yeah. Um, everyone is, everyone's kind of already has a grasp yeah. of what they're going to be doing and what they need to do, because yeah, they've the, played the, the, that game. Yeah, the three main heroes are very fluent in... Uh, something else that comes up is as they're heading up to their rooms, they're going up to this tower, and... Every last one of them seems to be world-wise and have traveled and gone places. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, it just feels like a standard Mediterranean breeze. What, have you never been outside of Japan? Like, well, well I'm sorry for, you know, not having... Had, I'm sorry for not having traveled type thing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they go up, so they then... But yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. the, those three heroes seem to have extensive mm-hmm. experience with video games and mm-hmm. leveling systems. Well, and whereas heroes... Arotaku is more light novel and... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and the, the heroes say, okay, well, let's go ahead and go off and train, you know, and let's get ready for this. And then the king's like, wait, no, hold on. This is before they go off to the rooms. He says, hold on. The, you guys actually can't train together. I'm like, well, why not? And he says, well, the, the weapons aren't compatible. The, the, the weapons are so strong that your powers will clash with each other and you won't be able to train efficiently. So you'll be forming parties with some people who have volunteered mm-hmm. and... um and we'll be forming those parties tomorrow. It's like, oh, okay. And so then, so that's that's how they get the the that that's the, that's the story reason for how the uh, the the four heroes go their separate ways at the beginning. Right. So, um, but yeah, after that the next morning it's decided that um, volunteer volunteer adventurers will be assi- will I'll, I'll be allowed to choose which party they get to join. Mm-hmm. Well, in the volunteer adventures, they all they all line up, and nobody goes with our poor shield hero. Like, it, it, it's the Charlie Brown moment of of the scene. Like mm-hmm. nobody picked him. Some there, there were let's see three, four, mm-hmm. five. He counted. Uh, so that made twelve. There were twelve people 
Mm-hmm. Zero of them picked him. And somebody ended up with five people picking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no one no one went with the shield shield hero. Yeah. And uh, but finally someone seems to take pity on the shield hero and she goes with him and her she's this beautiful redhead by the name of uh, Mine uh Sufia. Yeah. Um and uh and they all they all kinda go their way and, and kind of as a compensation for nobody going with him the king gives him some extra funds to yes. help him out so they all he starts out with 800 silver coins as opposed to 600 silver coins that the other heroes start off with yeah and the other hero well at least <clears throat> the other heroes start off with enough uh, supplies to uh, the other party members would start off with enough supplies to help them get started mm-hmm. to begin with anyway mm-hmm. but they uh so he and uh he and uh mine um, or I don't know how they actually pronounce it in Japanese. Um, it's spelled M-Y-N-E in the, in the uh-huh. subtitles though. Um, but she and, uh, he go off and they go and the very first thing is like, well, I need to buy a weapon uh-huh. because this shield, I can't use this in combat. Yep. And so they go to a weapon shop, um, and the guy's like, Hey, haven't I seen you before to the redhead? And she's like, I don't, well, you're a very famous shop. So I, I, I shop here all the time. I shop what here all the time. About? Yeah. And so he's like, oh, okay. Um, but anyway, they he goes in, um, buys some... Uh, I don't think he gets the chainmail just yet, but he tries... No, no, he well, does he, get the chainmail. He tries the weapons, uh, but as soon as he picks up a weapon, a bolt of electricity comes out of his hand, and just the, the sword jumps out of his hand. Yep. And he does it with a couple of weapons. And at first I was thinking, oh, I wonder if he's not a high enough level yet in order to hold those weapons. Right, so they did something mm-hmm. similar in, um, what was it? In, in uh, the new SAO. In the new SAO, mm-hmm. in Alicization, they, um, if you aren't a high enough level to use the weapon, yeah. it is literally too heavy to lift. You're, you're like, carrying around this... Mm-hmm metal slab but mm-hmm. the, the moment you're the right level it suddenly light as a feather and you can use it at a whip yep. yep that's well yeah that's that that's not uncommon i mean like even with um in the dark souls games like you can you can equip any weapon in any armor you want but if your stats aren't at least the minimum level to properly use it you're going to be using it subparly okay so you can have armor that's way too heavy for you but you're going to barely be able to move in it you can mm-hmm. have a sword that's way too heavy for you but you're barely going to be able to swing it with two hands right so yeah so um anyway um he so they he then gets uh the chain mail right and they go off and uh start uh hunting uh monsters together and he is because he cannot use a weapon he is punching these orange little orbs they're like they're like the slimes of their world they're just like they're but, evil but, but balloons. They're, yeah, they are. They're evil balloons. They're floating around, mm-hmm. and they pop, and the remains are these rags that look like balloon mm-hmm. ends. And yeah, he, he's punching them as best he can, and each one that he punches gives him one experience point. Mm-hmm. He gets one experience point, and, like, it cost... It's It spent him pretty much all day trying to kill five of these things because he was just punching each one of them. Yeah. And then it cuts to the sword hero and he just dismantles four of them like they're nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. But then uh, Mine tries to cheer him up and says, don't worry about it. You're going to get there. We're going to get there together type thing. Um, And then they go to, uh, 
they go to and she is overly flirtatious with him yes like she is. overly flirtatious with him um and she keeps calling him lord hero um but and that night uh they go they go to an inn mm-hmm. and he uh and he has this meal and she very very suspiciously says aren't you going to drink any of that wine and he says no i don't actually like wine right no i, I don't i don't like alcohol I, I don't like what it does to me um and so she goes oh well it's really really delicious and she's she chugs an entire glass uh-huh and looks at him with like salacious eyes and stuff and keeps trying to it pretty obviously seduce him mm-hmm. uh, but he's just like no whatever let's we've got an early start tomorrow let's go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and go to bed and so he and it's he's not trying to avoid the situation he's just that dense yeah he doesn't see it um and then he goes to bed and uh he takes off his chain mail and he counts out how many coins they have left. Oh, this is after he bought her a brand new set of armor. Yeah. Costing, I think it was like... 200. 200 silver pieces yeah. for just her set of armor. Um, Which she promised when they worked together, they'd earn the money back with the uh, mm-hmm. supplies. With the supplies, because they're going to go to a dungeon this the next day. Uh-huh. Um, and then he gets up, and he, he wakes up, um, and he there are carriages outside making quite a ruckus. And he, um, he, uh, he notices that his his stuff is gone. His stuff's gone, yeah. Yeah, his chainmail's gone, the money's gone, um. The clothes he came, came He came with are gone, so yeah, he just pretty much has his underclothes right now, which were thrown in, uh, by the the blacksmith who sold him the chainmail. Um, and he gets up and, uh. Well, he goes outside and he sees the guards and, he's, and he starts pounding on uh, Mine's door saying, uh-huh. hey, we've been robbed. Are you okay? Why aren't you answering? Wake up, wake up. We've been robbed. Um, and then uh, the guards show up. They and do. And they arrest him. Yep. And uh, we get to the part that set the internet on fire, which is why I was kind of avoiding watching the show because I didn't really want anything to do with it. Well, to, do, to do with it. Um, but... Um, we, we, we can talk about the controversy later, but pretty much he's brought before the king. He's warning what's going on and all the heroes are there and stuff. And Mine's mm-hmm. there and she screams when she sees him and hides behind the spear hero. Mm-hmm. Um, the spear hero who was wearing the chain mail. Yeah. That she, that she stole for that him. That she stole for him. And, um, she, and he, well, and, uh, he, uh is accused of raping her. He is. And in this kingdom, the highest crime you can do is rape somebody. It is punishable by death, even attempting to rape someone. Mm-hmm. So she, um, her story is that he came into her room drunkenly, saying that the night was still young and ripped off her clothes. Mm-hmm. And then she ran, she got away from him and went to um, the spear hero's room. Yep. Because they were, they happened to be spending the same night in that room mm-hmm. or in that in that inn, um, and uh, everything just comes crumbling apart for um, for our shield hero. Yep. He, uh, yeah, I like he uh, he stops caring. He stops caring about the people in this world. He stops caring about saving this world. He's just like fine because he sees uh, he sees a conspiracy here because. He uh, sees that she is calling 
the spirit hero by his name, uh-huh. but she never once called him by his, uh, called the shield hero by his name. Right. Um, and, uh, all the heroes are now against him. And the only reason he's not, he hasn't been killed is because he is one of the heroes mm-hmm. and he says, fine, send me home. They can't send him home because once the ritual has been cast, that's who they have. Yeah. They can't do it again. <coughs> and they start complaining. Well, and going back a little bit, the night where they're talking about the game and stuff, mm-hmm. he asks them about, what, what is there a class that has just shields? And they say, yeah, it's this class, and it's the worst class in the game. Only losers play that class. So, um, everything comes crumbling down for him. He gets, he just, he ch- he changes from somebody who was very, very excited about this journey to save the world Mm -hmm. to someone who just doesn't care he doesn't care what people think about him he doesn't care uh, how others react to him he doesn't care um yeah and like he uh the guards are like holding him down and then his power explodes out and he pushes the guards away and stuff like that and he's like fine i'll save i'll just like if i can't go home then i'll go ahead and uh defeat these uh these waves on uh, in my own way mm-hmm. and uh as he's about to leave some of the heroes come up and try to stop him and he pulls out the last bit of money that he has and he throws it at the ground and says is that what you want and then just goes off yeah so mm-hmm. yeah. and he sees mine grinning at him oh, at yeah. one point where she, oh, yeah. says, she, she does the uh, the the most awful smile with her tongue out and pulls her eyelid down mm-hmm Uh, but the the controversy is, with uh-huh. that scene is that with with all the with like the Me Too movement and stuff like uh-huh. that, people think that this is mocking survivors of rape, where like be, be, well, uh, so both, he was falsely both happened. Oh yeah, so yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's yeah. what the like the the Me Too movement or people in the anime fandom who are also involved in the Me Too movement got very very upset at this show because it thinks that it's belittling or um toying with people who actually have gone through that uh who have have been raped mm-hmm. um and giving ammunition to the side that says that you like you know um the the size side that they don't believe in mm-hmm. so um and so I'll, <clears throat> anyway Anyway, that's the entire controversy around right. around that scene that I'm aware of. There might be yeah. more to it, but well, I try to avoid politics and stuff well, when I'm watching shows. The meme that I think suits this best was that whole when anime create when anime uh, anime versions of things in real life, and there was a raccoon, and it shows a character we haven't introduced yet, and it shows a gorilla, and it's the girl from Nisekoi, and then it shows a garbage dump- a dumpster, and it shows this girl. Yeah, well, it show, yeah, it shows the raccoon. Well, it shows the raccoon, and then it shows uh, Reptilia, who we're uh, about to meet. Yes. And then it shows uh, the gorilla, and then, yeah, it shows um, the girl from Nisekoi, and then Garbage Dumpster, and it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently there's a lot more to her. Uh, I saw a post online saying, yeah, you guys have no idea who she even is, type thing. So, mm. so I, think, I think that she is a plant of the enemy, trying to destroy it, trying to sow disfellowship amongst the heroes Mm. that's my belief but anyway um anyway um he (laughs) so he he goes off and he trains on his own he does he he can't 
do he, he's the only thing he can do is punch these things right and he's got to like level three finally by punching these little orange yeah, it balloons ta- it takes him it took him all day just to get to level two a day mm-hmm. and a night to get to level two and eventually mm-hmm. he's level three and he oh, goes into town on the way out though we should mention that the blacksmith sees him because the king uh-huh. said for your punishment everyone in town knows what you did uh-huh. because we can't kill you um and uh so the blacksmith says i heard what you did to that girl and he grabs him and drags him to an alleyway and he's like i should punch you in the face for that and the the shield hero just says go ahead and the blacksmith sees something in his eyes Mm. and he the blacksmith then realizes the guy's been framed Mm. that he didn't do it um and so the blacksmith in his own way helps him out gives him gives him some clothes um and like well i can't just take this from you well here how about i'll give it to you for a discount just you know i'll sell it to you for five coppers and he's like okay i'll give you five coppers when i have it type thing and so he goes yeah. off and he goes he goes uh, punching these things for a day and a night and finally gets to like level three mm-hmm. and he goes was there anything else we wanted to cover real fast uh, uh no no um we both wrote some <coughs> we both wrote yeah the basically the same thing mm-hmm. about uh the next amazing thing that happens oh yeah no and he um like we said he stopped caring he stops caring what people think about him uh-huh. so he has become he is <sighs> so so he's he kind of is waiting in line to mm-hmm. he, he, so he finds out that he can do one of two things uh-huh. with the remains of the balloons he can either feed it to his shield which will help power up the shield or he can sell it Mm-hmm. And apparently you get uh, one copper for every two of well, these it you does, get is the, uh, the going rate. He feels the, feeds the shield like one thing and the, and the shield learns what it can from that one thing. And from then on, he doesn't really need to feed the shield was what I kind of gathered from it. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. What I understood is that he could continue to feed it, but he could continue mm-hmm. to feed it anything. And so it, mm-hmm. there's not... There's really no point. Yeah, because he still as has the previous... Other things. Yeah, he, he, he learns that he still has the previous skills. Right. Um, but yeah, and so he goes up to this merchant, and this merchant buys some of these, uh, some of these skins, two for a copper from mm-hmm. this from a guy who killed him, and he's like, okay, here I want to sell these, and he hands him like twenty. Yeah. And the guy's just, and the merchant's just like, mm, I can give you a copper for all of them, and he's like, well, you gave the guy before me a copper for two, mm-hmm. so how about you treat me the same way? Like, no, I don't think I, I don't think I need to type thing. Right. And then he opens up his cloak. And, and inside his cloak... We, and we, we, we should we say something er, real... Yeah, we yeah. found out earlier that when these balloons attack, these balloons, they kind of look like pump jack-o'-lanterns a little bit. And then they have these... They, they open up and have these sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And when they attack him, they bite onto him. And he and he mentions how even though they're biting him, he doesn't really feel pain from he, it. He has extremely high defense. That's his yes. one thing as a shield hero that he has above the other characters. He has very high defense, and we see that come into play multiple times. Yeah. Um, and so when he opens up his cloak, he's got... About five or six of these things still munching on him that he's just hiding under his cloak. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs the guy <laughs> and puts his head under the cloak with this thing. With, with these things. And uh, because that's one thing you learn, even in Dungeons & Dragons, a level one hero in Dungeons & Dragons, or player character in D&D, is far stronger than a level one peasant. Mm. I think a level one peasant has maybe four hit points. Ten armor class, because uh, they're not even wearing, they're wearing yeah. regular clothes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, or they're they're called commoners or whatever in fifth edition, but anyway, Uh um, 
this guy like look i'm not asking to, i'm not trying to rip you off i just want a fair market price type thing and the yes. guy's like fine 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 i'll g- i'll give you the same price i gave the last guy yeah. and he uh pay, pays him the tin copper for the mm-hmm. 20 pieces and he, then he, then our shield hero tells him and you tell the others what i did to you oh, oh i was going to do that without you telling oh, me i was going to do that without you telling me yeah <laughs> yeah so uh he pretty much lets the merchants know what he will do to to them if the merchants try to rip him off. Yep. So, and we see him doing this over and over and over again. When someone's like, "No, I don't want like like I," or like, oh, "We don't have room for you." He's like, "Oh, really?" And he holds open his cloak, and there's one of those guys munching on him again. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Ah, oh, I've got him prepared for you right away," type thing, and yeah. runs off. So yeah, we see him doing that over and over again because it's word has spread is that he will do this to you if you do not give him a fair price. Right. So. <laughs> but great. but he goes out and um someone approaches him from the shadows mm. and this uh we should probably also mention that as he was leaving the um as he was leaving um the throne room after the accusation after, uh-huh. after that happened the camera pans up and we see someone wearing a mask in the shadows right but that's not the person we're about to meet i don't no. we, i don't think we've met this person yet again okay first before he gets into the alley he is at the bar drinking when three that's right. when three ruffians volunteer to join his party mm-hmm. and he, then he proceeds to lay some ground rules i get a minimum of 40 percent if you guys contribute you get some of it yeah and how about you buy yeah. some equipment and so as they're walking out like how about you buy like... some equipment like you can afford your own equipment i'm like you're not getting anything from me mm-hmm. how about you just hand us your money over right now it's like this would have saved us a lot of a lot of uh time if you had just done this from the start Mm-hmm. And so the first thing he does is somebody comes at him with a punch and he pulls out one of the balloons and rams it on his hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, the balloon's now eating the guy's hand. Mm-hmm. The other guy pulls out a knife. He smashes it away with his uh, yeah. Shield. He smashes it away with the shield. The guy either. goes flying, and the guys freak and the guys freak out and run off. And, and that's when mm-hmm. a man who looks suspiciously like uh, what was his name Pierre Lefou. I don't remember his. What was the na- what was the name of the big fat guy from Cowboy Bebop? I don't think we ever got his name. Um, but the episode was, or it, it may, maybe we did the same. I think his name actually was Pro Pro Lefou. Yeah, yeah, Pro Lefou. Um, or at least that's what the episode was named after. I don't remember. Right. That. Oh, but, but a guy, episode. a guy who mm-hmm. looks something like him, steps out of the shadows, and immediately an untrustworthy character. But mm-hmm. you then you find out why he seems untrustworthy. And he says, "I've got something for you. Come with me." He's like, "How about you just show? How about you just tell me? No, I need to show you." And trust me, you're the kind of person who's going to be interested in this. And so he goes off, and uh, he goes to this big tent. Uh, it's like a big house tent, you know, mm-hmm. like a circus tent. In the in this, in, I don't want to say in the middle of the city, but it's in the middle of, the, of an open square. Right. And he goes in, and so this pro- man probably is some sort of industrial district or something mm-hmm. like that. Something, well, this man's was. a slave trader. Yes, he is. And he he uh, has c- cages. Tons of cages, <coughs> sta- mm-hmm. some stacked on each other, and some, and it looks a bit, kind of reminds me a bit of the circus um, mm-hmm. that uh, what's her that uh, the witch ran in the last unicorn. Okay, I can see that. So, but so they, they weren't, the, but the cages weren't on, you know, weren't on a, a caravan train that they were in hers. But they they were just these cages, and some of them had curtains draped over it, and mm-hmm. or, or fabric. 
Mm-hmm. And so he's in this room and he's being introduced to all of these slaves. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's not really, he's, he's like, he, he starts looking, he goes to one cage right away uh-huh. and he opens it up and we see this is the rec- the raccoon girl and she is yeah. in terrible shape Rough-talia. in rags, yeah. uh, rough Talia. And, um, and she's coughing and she's coughing and he, and then, uh, the, the ringmaster, whatever his name is, we never got his name. Yeah, but he, um, he, he looks like a master of ceremonies at yeah. a circus. Mm-hmm. And he just says, here, how about this? This is my most recommended, uh, the, uh, I recommend this slave, uh, most of all. And the thing that's, that's appealing to I- I- Iwafuni or, um, I'm getting his name, I- Iwatani, um, that's something the guy drops is that the uh they can't disobey you yeah a slave has a special curse on them that it that it causes them physical harm or even death if they try to disobey or betray you Mm -hmm. and uh which is appealing to uh iwatani because he doesn't trust anyone anymore right like he's completely lost the the, the, and one thing he also points out is that every time he eats food now there's no flavor to it yeah he's like it's that's life has no meaning for him right now it's um, or life has no color, no flavor for him. Right. But um, anyway, so uh, he go- he goes over to where the, the ringmaster is. The ringmaster throws open the cur- uh, throws the cover off, and this werewolf attacks the cage and stuff. He's like, oh, okay, so this is a level. He's a level seventy five wolfman, and he will destroy anything for you. So, or like level something like that. And how something much? He like, said this thing's twenty levels higher than this, me. Yeah, this thing's twenty times my level, or something like that. Yeah. It's like so. What is uh? So how much? Seventy five for you. Seventy five gold pieces. Now that you've shown me your most expensive slave, how about we talk about some more, some more reasonable, <laughs> some more reasonable things that I can afford. Yes, yes, but I expect <clears throat> you to be one of my recurring customers, and I just wanted to show you what you're going to be coming back for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so he then goes to the cage where Raftalia is, and Raftalia is sickly. Um, she doesn't. She won't survive much longer, is what he says. Yeah, and uh, her, her previous master had a thing for torture. Had a thing for torture, and Iwatani says, "I'll take her." Um, and he spends thirty gold or thirty silver pieces uh-huh. to buy her, which anybody who's familiar with the Bible. Uh, yes. <laughs> We'll know what thirty silver pieces buys you, um, <laughs> and, and the, the episode and thirty the, pieces of silver, yeah, and so you can pay the devil on your way to hell. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic! That movie's uh, so good. Prince of Thieves, Friar Tuck from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Yes, um, beer, beer. <laughs> Any fool can drink water. <laughs> uh, one of God's greatest great gifts. Something like that. But anyway, so no, I think the episode ends with him agreeing to buy her, and and the look on her face was just absolute shock. Mm-hmm. Like, like she, she's terrified of what a new master is going to do to mm-hmm. her. She's 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 terrified. The next episode starts with the binding contract. Apparently, the uh, the shield hero has to cut his finger and drip blood into what appears to be um, a basin of ink, and the blood is mixed in with the ink, and then painted over a she's got sigil. This, she's got this sigil on her chest uh right above her breasts um yeah, which, on, her, yeah, on her sternum on her sternum and then he he paints with that ink a circle around it and uh-huh. then that ink disappears into her as like lightning sp- purple light pink lightning sparkles off of it right uh and then they're bound 
and and you find that uh and and so that caused her extreme amounts of pain there and then mm-hmm. and then you find that anytime he gives her an order it will cause her pain until she obeys mm-hmm. and the very first thing he does is he goes back to the blacksmith's place mm-hmm. and he buys uh clothing and a weapon for her and it's this she it's it's not quite a stiletto, but it's... A it's a lo- small dagger. It's a small knife. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's a, a dirk? A, a, probably something like that. I don't mm. I don't quite know. It's not as thin as a stiletto, no. but it's still a fairly thin knife that she has. Right. And if, uh, and she's got a nice set of clothing on as well. Um, and they go off uh, together, and they um, he, he pretty much has her act as his sword. Yeah. And um, we kind of get this montage of her... Uh, the, so so the first time she does it, mm-hmm. it's really hard for her. Oh, no, her that's right. It, the first takes, time she does he it. Pulls, she... He pulls, uh, yet, yet again, he still has more of those things munching <clears throat> away on him from under his robe. Mm-hmm. He pulls one out and holds it for her to stab. And she charges it and stabs it and doesn't do enough damage the first time to kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her sword bounces out of it and it goes flying and it and starts attacking her. And so he, she has to defend herself from it the first mm-hmm. time. And so she kills it that time, and then he got experience after she killed it, and uh, which he had never never happened before. No. And then he's like, oh. in fact, when she when he first killed one of those and he punched it to death, he got one experience point for it. When she killed it, both of them got fifteen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. So, if he had enough people who had trusted him. And joined his party, and they united in, together. He would have leveled up so much faster. Mm-hmm. But nobody trusted him. Nobody, nobody gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, they um. So uh, they there's in this montage about um how she like they're walking through the streets, and then she turns out she's hungry. And so he says, "Well, let's go ahead and feed you." And she's like, "Well, no, I'm okay. No, no, you, I need to feed you because you're not gonna be a, you're not gonna be effective at killing monsters unless you've eaten." Yes. And so yeah. they go into this place that, and the sign says, "No demi humans allowed. allowed." And he walks in, and she's like, "I, I can't go in there." He's like, "Get in here." And she's like, "Okay," which is just another sign of him. He just doesn't care. No, he doesn't he... care about their society. Doesn't care about their their laws or their prejudices at all. None. And he goes in and he orders food, even though there's people that are murmuring, you mm-hmm. know, Demi, like, oh, that's a Demi-human. Oh, that's the shield hero. He's the rapist, you know. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, but anyway, they, um, he orders the cheapest meal for himself uh-huh. and then a, ch- a children's set for her. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll have what that boy, over, and she'll have what that boy over there is having. He's like, oh, I don't need anything. Well, then why were you eyeing it like you wanted it so badly? Yeah. Type thing. And she's like, oh. <laughs> And yeah, and so she gets this uh, adorable little uh, children's platter. It's got some. Fr- uh, it's got a little dome of fried rice. Yep. It's got apples that have been carved to look like rabbits. It's got like vegetables and you know just some fun things for kids to eat. Yeah. Um. And she, has got her eyes up until this point have just kind of been almost lifeless. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as it was the first time we saw her. Um, but her eyes, they've never been wider when she sees this food and yeah. realizes that it's all for herself. And she just t- turns adorable and <coughs> delightful. Mm-hmm. But she still has a bit of a cough at that point. And so they go out and they start killing monsters. And, uh, d- during, th- uh, before this, we should also say that he's learned that there are herbs out there. Mm-hmm. 
And he's been saying those herbs, but he also has the ability to make those herbs better than normal. Right. So he's been upgrading those herbs and then selling them for extra money. Yes. <clears throat> because why not? <clears throat> no, yeah. And he also, as he's been working with those herbs, he's learned medicines and things like that. And he's learned of a uh, a way to cure what is ailing her, which is pretty much just a cold. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. cure light cold. Mm-hmm. And so he makes a tentacure for her, like a little, a little, it's, it's, he puts, he made a drink for her and put it in a leaf, a cup he made out of a leaf. And he's like, drink this. It gets rid of mild colds. And she's like, but I, I don't need, no, drink it. I can't have you dying on me. Oh, okay. And so she drinks it and it's bitter and it's disgusting. Yeah. And she spits it up. She's like, oh, that's so gross. He's like, Ugh. and I wrote down the line. Yes. I wrote down his line where he says, good medicine tastes bitter. Drink it. And that's when the camera pans <clears throat> pans up to the sky as you, as you hear her go ah! uh -huh. <laughs> and no but she drinks it and she's cured mm -hmm. and she's cured and she gets she gets over her cold and then the two of them are working together she's at first she's not doing that great against the monsters but then she's doing better mm. um and she starts doing a little bit better and then they run into a rabbit and and there's it's this is a montage like a lot yeah. of time is passing but yeah. like it, when they first get there they say it's a couple of months until the um until the uh the next wave the next wave shows up till the next wave appears yes um and they uh anyway but yeah so so one of her first hurdles that she has to overcome is up to this point that all the monsters that she's killed have been a, of a magical creature type that don't bleed mm -hmm. and then a rabbit attacks and it chomps into his chomps arm. into his arm and she now has to kill something that bleeds and she is a uh, hemophobiac she's terrified of blood yeah mm -hmm. she, um which we find out why uh she has a traumatic experience in her past mm -hmm. that and i think problems. i think we already learned about it at this point because she she has a no, I'm trying to remember when we see, first see the nightmare. Because she has a nightmare, and that's when the first time he really, like, holds her um, as she's crying. It might... Okay, she... It, I think it happened during the campfire scene right around the medicine. Is that she finds okay. out... I think it was then that she found out that he's actually the S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. Oh, yeah. That, mm -hmm. her, par that her parents are, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. That's hero... Right. The S.H.I.E.L.D. hero has always been very kind to us demi-human creatures. Mm-hmm. Um... Will I get to meet the shield hero someday? If you're a good girl, mm -hmm. and then, and then that—that's right. That night, she then has a nightmare of uh, reliving the her, first wave. The first wave. In the first wave, there were some there were some monsters that came and leveled her village. A cerebus. Her, uh, there was a cerebus. It was a three-headed dog, and uh, the, the her parents pushed her off of a, off of a cliff uh, to, to save. save her while it killed them. Yeah. Um, and she wakes up screaming, "Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad!" And then he he. He, he, he holds her tight. He holds her tight as she's crying. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I actually really, really enjoyed about their relationship. Mm. It's that they're helping, they're helping each other heal even though they don't realize it. Right. He's giving her uh, someone to cling on to, someone to be there for, to be there for her. Uh -huh. And she's giving him someone to care about. Yep. To learn, um, to learn to care again. Now the last sequence <clears throat> in that episode is they end up in a cave. <laughs> they, they, they go to another town 
try to sell some things and end up finding out that the mm-hmm. best way to make money mm-hmm. would be to start well, mining at this cave she, that's near the She's new, leveled up enough to where he buys her a sword. Yeah. And it's a short sword. It's not much, but it's a lot bigger than her knife. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, do you know of any place where we can go with the equipment that we have? And the blacksmith's like, oh, we'll head over here. Yeah. And so they go to the new town. Mm-hmm. They try selling some of the stuff that they got. And they only get a few silver for a couple silver for mm-hmm. what they were able to bring with them. It's like, so where can we go to make a lot of money fast? It says, well, there's a mine nearby here that you could mine ores that are really valuable, but mm-hmm. after the first wave, a bunch of monsters have taken up residence in there, and so no, everyone's afraid to go in. Mm-hmm. And so he agrees. So, so they, go, they go in, start mining some ore, and are attacked by a two-headed dog, which causes her to have flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, she starts freaking out, and he says, you have, to, you have to kill it. I command you to do this. And then the, she's refusing to do it so the 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 curse that she's under the slave's curse yeah. is starting to kill her it's starting to hurt her yes um and uh, now, now while he's doing this what's happened is he's hold using his shield to block one of its heads but the other has its its teeth buried deep into his shoulder mm-hmm. and so he's actively bleeding from this thing attacking him and then he says and then he finally he realizes that she's in so much pain and she's so terrified that she can't do anything so he tells her to run Get out of here! I'll 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 cover your escape. Yeah. And then she realizes that if she doesn't do something, she's gonna lose someone else that's important to her. Yeah. And she can't go through that again. So she she rises up and she pulls out her short sword, mm-hmm. and she attacks the creature, um, and wounds it, and then it turns on her. And then he uses an ability that he discovered earlier in the episode where he creates an air shield. Yeah. So he just creates a wall of air in front of her to defend her from the Cerebus. Uh, he, she then does another blow and kill, or not the service. This is a two headed dog. Yeah. Um, and then she kills the two headed dog and that's, that's kind of the end of the scene. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to ha- I'm going to feed this thing to my shield mm-hmm. and then we're going to go. And, and she's, she's holding on to him tightly. And, and she says, and don't you ever leave me. Yeah. Type so thing. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I need you to let me go so I can feed this thing to shield and we can go. And she goes, in a little bit. Give me a little bit, like in a little bit type thing. And he's like, ugh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then uh, that's actually, the first episode is 45 minutes, 47 minutes. And, yeah. this, and then the second episode is a regular sized episode. Yeah. You decided that we should watch another episode to have more content to, co- to talk about. I did. Um, and so episode three is when the sec- next wave hits. It is. Um, uh, it starts off. She's she, she appeared to be like twelve. She's very very young looking at first. It, at first, mm-hmm. the next episode starts with her looking sixteen. I'd say she's probably about eighteen, nine. She's she's an adult at this point. Yeah. So, um, and I thought what was going to happen personally, I thought what was gonna, what was going to happen is that there was going to be a time jump in the show, uh-huh. showing how long they'd been there in the world right. with her being so young. Because I'd seen pictures of her being older, right? And so I thought, okay, well, and now you know, I was going through Crunchyroll, I was seeing the episodes, and I saw episode uh, a picture of her in like episode four, and it's like, oh, okay, so they defeat this one, and then the next one's going to be a time jump, showing her how old she is. No, there's just uh, I, something I, about. I think she ages fast. I think because she's a half animal, mm-hmm. animals have shorter lifespans. I think she's aging fast. Mm-hmm. It could be. Now, I mean... that's, now something I wrote down is that uh, the the blacksmith, <laughs> uh, like. The blacksmith mentions how grown up she's looking and how much of a beautiful young woman she's becoming. And, um, 
Iwatani's yeah, just like, just really? Like, really? This he, little kid? He, he's not noticing how quickly yeah. she's... He, he just remembers her from when he... Because he spent well, every waking moment with her, he just remembers what she looked like at the very beginning. Well, um, at the same time... doesn't notice how quickly she's aging beside at him. At the same time, when you have a kitten or a puppy, yeah. you don't notice how big they get yourself. It's no, people it's, who come, it's, people who it, come it, over notice it. It's also true as parents with kids. Mm-hmm. Is that you, you don't see your kid as... Uh, and it's true with siblings too. You see mm-hmm. your little sister as when she was when she was eight, and not mm-hmm. that she's a thirty-year-old with a kid and mm-hmm. a divorce. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nope. You're right. You're um, absolutely right. And so because he's with her the whole time, he doesn't see the the changes that mm-hmm. other people see because because of the absence. I mean, he's just like there's I mean, a lot the of lowly there's a lot of lowly cones in this town. Everybody's too. everybody's trying to give her something to it's eat. It's because she's so attractive. It's yeah. just like here here have this. Let me get this for you. No, here let me give, let me give you this. Yeah, <laughs> type so, thing. so it's one thing seems to be a fried thing on a stick and the other thing is a hot dog in a bun and it's like mm-hmm. in, incredibly specific food types. Yep. Um <clears throat> but uh no, she so she's she's clearly getting older and she's much more confident. Mm-hmm. But no, some, something that was said is that uh, the, the little... blacksmith the blacksmith turns to him and says, "You know about demi-humans, don't you?" And she interrupts him completely like he can't finish what that what it was he was about to tell her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To tell him about demi-humans. Like, what what is he hiding? Mm-hmm. What, what what does she not want him to know about yeah. demi-humans just at this yeah. moment? So I'm, and I'm wondering if it is rapid aging. It could be rapid aging. I don't know. I don't know. Um but so, anyway, yeah. uh, anyway, um, they're there to get him some new equipment. To get both well, of them some new he, equipment. Yeah. They, like, an entire week has passed uh-huh. since the incident in the mine. Yes. Um, or in the coal cave, whatever it is they the called mine. it. In, in the, the mine. mine. It's a mine. Um, but they, um, and he is nursing a wound that he's that he has because he wasn't, because he, he wasn't was, paying attention to a charging porcupine. And the porcupine rammed him and it actually did quite a bit of damage to him. Yeah. Um, and the next time this porcupine came at him, because you see Raftalia, or like you, see, you like he's sitting on a rock, and Raftalia is like going crazy, searching through, not really going crazy, but darting through mm-hmm. bushes and stuff. Yes. You don't really see her. You just see the movement that she's yep. causing in the in the tall grass. Yep. And then this this um, porcupine comes out. This demonic porcupine, I guess, a dire porcupine. Oh, <laughs> I saw a D and D joke. You might appreciate. What if humans are actually just dire halflings? <laughs> Uh, you, you know you play too much D and D when you watch Sesame Street and you just think of Big Bird as a dire canary. A dire canary. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so this dire porcupine jumps out and he has a new shield ability where uh-huh. he encases it in a shield. Yes, like in the, kind of this in yeah, this, shield prison. This shield prison. And she then jumps up. He then calls out to Raftalia. She then j- leaps at it and cuts through the prison with her sword, uh, killing the creature. Yep. And now we're seeing that she's actually getting more experience than he is because she's a higher level than he is. Yeah, she she she's yeah, killing that creature. I think she jumped to level 22 and he's still stuck at 19. She gets to level 22 during the um when she kills one of the giant undead in a little in, later. In, in a little later. Yeah, yeah. She, I think she gets to level 21 at that point. Okay. Um but anyways, they then go back to town and he starts selling like he learns he's learned that um the the apothecary yes the apothecary is willing to pay more for medicine he says we're running I'm low on medicine I'd pay more for medicine than I would for supplies at this point yeah he says oh do you have any any tools any tools you're not using anymore yeah and so bits uh, during quiet times throughout the episode we're seeing him using tools and things uh, to to create medicines to craft medicines Um, but he uh, uh, but anyway um, they go and they get 
um, uh, they get uh, uh, more equipment. He, he says, okay, well, how much money do you have? Like, he goes to get more equipment type uh-huh. thing. He's like, this thing is coming. This this the next wave is coming up. We need better equipment. Right. And so he goes to the blacksmith and he's like, and she says, okay, well, how we're here. Like he, the first thing he tries to do is he tries to buy Raftalia a sword. And she says, no, we're here to get you better armor. My sword's just fine. It's like, no, we're getting you a sword as well. All right, fine. How about this one? And he's like, oh, that's. And then she picks up. Oh, uh, she, she's actually very, she, she is not timid at all anymore. No, she, she has come into yeah. herself. And so she, so they're having a conversation and she pulls out a sword and basically threatens her master with, yeah. the, with this thing. Like, oh, this is nice. What is this? Oh, this is a really sharp sword. That would be magic iron. Ooh. 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 <laughs> if I buy this, will you give me a discount for you, little lady? Anything. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah. She pulls out the sword and threatens her master, saying, we're here to buy you armor. And so they look at it. <laughs> and so it says, so what's in my budget for this? And they look at a suit of armor, and it's just this... It's it's clearly one of the suits of it's clearly um it's plate mail. No, it, it's, it's it's full plate it, mail. It's fantastic plate mail, but the way that it's drawn, it's clearly a background piece that it, that a lot of care and effort went into this, and it's never going to end up animated. Oh yeah, it's just one of those things. Like like when you watch the old cartoons, and you can see you know oh this is the part of the wall that's going to break because the rest of the wall looks better. Mm-hmm. Or this is the part of the ground that's going to collapse. And it's just like one of those things where it's just, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and well drawn that you know that that's never getting animated. Mm-hmm. Ever. Well, that's one of the reasons that I don't like, uh, he, he can't wear that. He'll lose his individuality. <clears throat> that's one of the reasons that, um, well, that's right. She says that, doesn't yeah. she? But th- they, um, that's one of the reasons that Goblin Slayer, why he was CG animated for the most part, yeah. is because he, uh, he has a very complex set of armor that's that on would his take body. forever to draw. Yeah. especially all the things that they need to have him do. So a lot of it, like they did draw it a lot, but uh, a lot of the times where he was just moving around, it was CG. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. So, Naftalia, she and um. The, well, so so, so the, the, he's the, like, the, okay, the well, how about I get you? Custom. How about I get you a make you a custom suit? Like, ooh, you can do that. Sure, why not? Type thing. Yeah. So. And so they come back later, and now he's wearing a custom suit, and he's like, "Now we have to figure out what." <clears throat> now we, I don't even know when the next wave's gonna hit. You mean no one's told you? Oh well, you? he complains about the suit. Yeah. He's like, "I look like a bandit," and he's like, "I call it barbarian armor. It suits you so much. I hate it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that it's the armor now that he has in all in all like the in the whatever the promo art and stuff like that. Yeah, it's. It's his new outfit. It's mm-hmm. what he's going to be in for the rest of the show. Um, but uh, it's like now I just have to, now we just have to wait for the next thing to happen, the next wave to happen. And the the blacksmith's like, wait, no one told you. It's like, yeah, what? And he explains to him about how at the about chapel the dragon gla- the dragon hourglass. Yeah, the dragon hourglass, and how it's at the church, and how the heroes have access to it, and lets them see when it's going to happen next. And then how the heroes will all be teleported to the wave when it happens. Them and, and their party. Mm-hmm. Them and their party. And the, so he finally goes to this place. Uh, he, he goes to the chapel and his shield activates. A green, a green beam of light comes from the crystal or the gem uh-huh. in the middle of the shield. And then from then on, his heads up display, his UI, it has a countdown and it's 20 hours. Is, yeah. 20 is, hours from the time that he, uh, mm-hmm. that he uh, synchronized with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
And so um, while he's there, they run into the other heroes. And yeah. they're in much better equipment than he's in. And they start teasing him. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, to them, he's nothing but a, an attempted rapist. Yeah. Um, and But he doesn't talk to them. He doesn't give them the time of day. They just keep saying stuff. Bill Ruff, the... Um, the uh, the the spear hero uh-huh. starts flirting with Raftalia, which then of course upsets um, Iwatani even more. Uh-huh. But as he's flirting with her, the redheaded woman yeah. uh, Mina is just like, "Really? That's a demi-human? Why are you talking to it?" Type thing, mm-hmm. um, showing the prejudices of at least her in the world. Yeah, um, because plenty of other people seem to be just fine with her. <laughs> um, but anyway, they. Um, he then grabs her by the hand and they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh... What? There's an entire <coughs> country of cat girls? No game, no life. We must liberate this country next. Oh, gosh. Why? <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, they leave and then uh, she's about to ask him about the heroes because mm-hmm. there, there's obviously some history there between them that she doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but she decides against it because she can tell that he's upset and he's there. He's grinding, um, herbs to make medicines. Yeah. Um, and, and she he decides not to tell anything because in this world, no point. there's no point. No one would believe him. No one believes him when he tells the truth. Anyway. Yeah. No one believes him when he tells the truth anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, anyway, he, um, they, uh, the, the next morning, uh, the timer's getting close to it. And then she says to him, uh, Iwatani, or, um, so we should probably say in the second episode, she kept calling him master mm-hmm. until she learns that he's the shield hero. And she says, well, what should I call you? And he says, you can call me whatever you want. And then when she rushes to his arms after she's killed the two headed dog, she calls him by his first name. Yeah. Um, and which which really surprises him, um, and then from then on she calls him uh, Iwatani, uh, Sama or San, uh-huh. um, and so she addresses him by his name, which no one else is in the entire show has done. Right, um, and she says, uh, "I am your sword. I will be with you until the end." Okay, yeah, just reaffirming to him that she doesn't care what they others think about him. She is his sword, and then after that they all get teleported to where the attack is happening. Yep. Um, and the attack is happening in the city of Loot, which is the city they went to in the second episode, the little right. town. Well, it's happening near it. It's, yeah, it's happening nearby. Mm-hmm. And so while the other heroes are racing towards the center of the attack where the boss monster is going to end up being, mm-hmm. the, a whole bunch of other monsters are heading towards the city of Loot and, uh, spelled L-U-T-E, the way, like the instrument. Yeah, it's a loot. Mm-hmm. Like, like the instrument, not like, um, not the booty. Swag. Um, what? <laughs> what was what was that face for? Uh, just just the flippantness of the uh, the way that was said. Um, There's a Ratchet and Clank game that was download only for the PlayStation Three called Quest for Booty. That that's it. Yep. And it was a pirate game. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. But Ratchet and Clank's also known for having euphemism like names, like Up Your Arsenal, Going Commando, uh, things like that. Yes, yes, it is known for that. Yep, and yes, so, it is. and so, like Quest for Booty, that didn't that didn't even phase me. I was like, nope. of course, that's going to be a Ratchet and Clank name. Yep, it doesn't matter if they're going with a pirate theme this time at all. That it, it, it could have been pirate themed. 
It is pirate themed. It could have not been pirate themed. <laughs> it's just Ratchet and Clank. Also, one of my player characters in my other D and D game is a pirate, or uh-huh. is a, but she will cut your throat if you call her a pirate. She's a privateer. Mm. Um, but she, uh, anyway, she, um, yeah, and so uh, that Thief? treasure hunter, booty. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, so yeah, and so the three heroes and their parties rush off to fight the boss monster. Yeah. And the shield hero realizes that the town's in danger. Mm-hmm. And he saw a flare go off, but he realizes that the, the that's all they can do until the soldiers, the, the king's guard arrives. And so he rushes to the town. Mm-hmm. And he and uh, Raftalia rush to the town. And they start defending the town. And uh, he, he arrives there and he, just sa- he, he arrives there just in time to save the life of the merchant and told him about the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, he tells Raftalia to lead the villagers away and he will draw off everybody else. And Raftalia does what he says. And, uh, Raftalia leads them off to the cave, um, to the, to the mine. Mm-hmm. And which I, at which first I just thought, isn't that place supposed to be a nest for monsters? Why did you leave them there? Maybe they cleared it out during that week. It's possible. But nothing, nothing happened. No. So maybe they did clear it out during that week. Maybe. But anyway, she then rushes back to help him because um, he he's finding people that are trying to defend themselves, but they can't. Right. So they're he's surrounded and outnumbered. Mm-hmm. So he's jumping in the way and he's using his shield abilities to defend people and get and uh, and to draw monsters after him. Mm-hmm. And he does something that I thought was really really cool. Like he's like, "There's there's too many of them. I can't handle them all by myself. I've got to do something." Yes. And so he then sees the watchtower in the middle of town. Yeah. And he climbs up that tower and he starts signaling the alarm. He starts banging they banging a bell. Banging um I think it was I think it's more of just a metal plate because it wasn't like ringing, it was just a tink 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 tink. Yeah, noise. it was a gong of some kind. Something yeah. anyways. Um well that's what they have in um Mononoke uh in Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Um their alarm is them just hitting a piece of metal that's strapped to the wall. Right. So that was in Iron Town, right? Yeah, that's in Iron Town. Yeah. But that's not uncom- that wasn't uncommon for them to have in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they, um, so whatever he's hitting, he's hitting something, some metal something, yeah. um, not worth arguing about. And suddenly we have <laughs> zombies ascending the tower, just mobbing and, and, and the, climbing over, mm-hmm. climbing on top of each other. And then one of the zombies suddenly gets covered in some oil and it cuts that... back to Iwatani and Iwatani's feet. There's some oil that's been hit, that's now on the ground and he's holding a torch. Yeah. He climbed the ladder holding a torch. So... Because that was the only other thing he could hold. He could have a shield and a torch, well, because the, a torch isn't technically a weapon. So I, he could hold that. It's a weapon in Dark Souls. That's a weapon in Breath of the Wild too, but it does yeah. like two points of damage and well, then it's there, gone. There are things that are very, very weak against fire, and if you don't uh, have fire magic, it really sucks to fight them. So yeah. they make it to where you can use the torch to attack them and do some decent damage. Oh, yeah. So, and it's really just stabbing them with the torch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, they, uh, yeah, they, um, bah, they, uh, he, he, they then lights the tower on fire and the uh-huh. tower falls over, killing numerous monsters. Yeah. Um, something we discover that his shield can do, um, is that it changes shape from time to time. Um, he, he learned how to turn it into a leaf when he was working with medicine. He learned how to, um, turn it into a, uh, a rope. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked like a grappling hook, and he used that when he was in the cave and trying to get away from the uh, two-headed dog. Mm-hmm. And that's something he does: is he turns his his shield into a rope, and as you and as he jumps out of the uh, 
um, as he jumps out of the collapsing tower, he pulls out a rope and and grabs it onto the awning, uh, the um, awning pole of a building, which uh, helps slow his fall. It breaks under his weight, but it's, uh-huh. but that's what he does as he's uh, jumping out of this high tower <clears throat> to help him um, get to the ground. I must have been taking a note during that part because I don't I don't don't remember seeing yeah. that. But anyway, um, he then he, like he defeats all these monsters just mm-hmm. with his ingenuity rather than just using his weapon the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they the monsters then um, the monsters just keep coming, mm-hmm. and he's tr- and uh, that's when um, a giant ogre shows or a giant uh, undead shows up and knocks both him and someone else down. And it's the merchant who he saved at the beginning who was supposed to run off. But he's like, no, this is our home. You've inspired us to fight alongside you. Please let us do that. And But they then get knocked down. No one gets... They don't get killed. They just get knocked down. Like, he blocks with the shield. But the blow is so much that they get thrown to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, Raftalia shows up again and in a single blow just defeats this thing. And then that's when she goes to level 22 and he goes to 19. Or Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's now three levels below her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he clearly needs to have, uh, more party members to help him, uh, boost his stats. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he gets, like, in the opening credits, he gets, um, there's a little blonde girl who turns into a bird. Yeah. And, uh, I think she comes in to play in episode five or six. Uh, I, I've seen the memes mm-hmm. of her, uh, springing up lately. So, I've yeah. made, I've made sure to not, I've tried to avoid it all memes just because I didn't really want to... Because I knew I was going to watch the show eventually, I just didn't want to spoil anything. Well, I for I, I frequent a handful of anime-based um, message board uh, groups on Facebook to promote the podcast on. Okay. So. Okay. So those things just happen to come up in okay, my feed. Okay. Cool. Um. Anyway. Um. It gives me a reason to go looking for other anime to to watch. Oh, cool. Um. But they. Um. Huh. What? What? Uh. So. More monsters just keep showing up, though. More and more monsters, but the village people are now. Are now yeah. dancing the YMCA. Yeah. Um, the the, the villagers, the townsfolk, the townsfolk are um, are now joining in the fight and fighting back. Um, uh-huh. and then the royal guard show up, mm-hmm. and the royal guard um see all these monsters, and they're making fun of the shield hero, uh-huh. um, because they they still think he's a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go off and they, they fire what, uh, fire arrows, like a, vo- oh, a yeah, volley yeah, yeah, yeah. of fire arrows on them. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a spell. Like one of them casts a spell and it's like a fireball appears in, in the air uh-huh. and all these little darts of flame hit the ground and, and he sees it happen and he grabs Raftalia and protects her underneath the magical. Puts, puts a shield, uh, a sphere shield around the two of them. Mm-hmm. And he then he notices that <coughs> they knew he was there and they did they fired anyway. Mm-hmm. And when he says that, Raftali gets pissed. Oh, the expression on her face is fantastic. She yeah, would, she's she, a raging animal. Yeah, and she leaps out and she holds her sword up against one of the one of the officers. Yes, he does. And like, how dare you insult my master in my presence? Mm-hmm. I am his. I am his sword, and I will cut down anybody who insults him. Mm-hmm. Type thing. Um, and he, uh, anyway, uh, the guards are about to, about to fight her and he calls her and Iwatani calls her off. Uh Um, and, uh, Iwatani then says, uh, uh, like he, he, he calls them out for what they did and they don't care about it. And he's like, Oh, so you mean you're totally okay with standing by and doing nothing? 
when something bad happens. Sounds good to me, and he grins. And the guards then turn around and see another one of those massive undead about to swing their its uh, axe down on them. Mm-hmm. While they were talking, the undead came up from behind. Yep. <laughs> but Iwatani is still a good person at heart, even though he's lost the ability to trust others. Um, and so he goes and he saves the guards. Yeah. But the guards, being the pompous blowhards that they are, go off anyway, and they decide to go help the other three heroes, except for one guard who, if I recall correctly, was one of the guards who held him down mm-hmm. when he was accused of being raped. It's a guard, the guard with the scar yeah, across the his nose. Across his nose yeah. He sees, he sees Iwatani fighting the monsters in this town to save the people here in this town. And he ignores the orders to go help the other three heroes. And he goes and, and he orders his men into a, a phalanx position yeah. to help the shield hero. Yep. And those are his are to back up the shield hero. And so his 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 guard who are made up of younger guys are ex, are thrilled to hear this. Uh-huh. Um and they they get into their position and they help fight him off. And then we cut to the uh to the uh, the three heroes uh-huh. and they're fighting the manticore. Mm-hmm. And they kill the manticore. Yes. And they're bragging about how they were able to do it and how easy it was and all oh, this was super easy. Like I hope the next one will be just as easy, you know. Um and they uh <clears throat> they um uh and then like they start wondering like what what about Iwatani though why was he not here and then the redhead once again Mine just says oh he would have just held you back don't even worry about it you don't need him at all totally playing to the spear fighter's pride yeah uh the spear hero's pride and they all just start laughing it off and stuff and then the guards show up uh being having been there too late to do anything and they say oh the king has a reward for you mm-hmm. uh please come with us and so then Iwatani um, and the um, uh, is thanked by the villagers, saying that we will never forget what you did for us this day, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of episode three. It is. And I'm glad we watched the third episode because it really mm-hmm. does bring more to the table. That 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 mm-hmm. one episode really, you know, the first episode I dragged on for me. Mm-hmm. It had really it really had pacing problems. The second episode it moved a lot faster, and a lot more things happened in it in a, in a briefer period of time. Um, and the third episode really hammered home for me that I'm glad that, you know, the third episode is where the action really hit. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the previous episodes were all building up to things and establishing the world, but the third episode mm-hmm. is where the action of the show really mm-hmm. came to its own, in my opinion. Okay. So I'm glad that we watched the third episode. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. So, I mean, this yeah. was really, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, controversy aside, I really, really enjoyed it. Sure. So, my glasses turned blue. And bit. we've had two other anime actual ha- actually have characters who rape, who are actually guilty of a crime raping, um, happen recently. So, you know, all in all together there's, there's in the, goblin the, slayer there's, goblins there's, are more of a force and a disease than people. right but but in episode eight of uh sword on online alicization oh, no, they, they, that was still attempted it was an attempt it was yeah. it was attempted rape yeah so mm-hmm. so it, um, so you know controversy aside all sorts of situations happen mm-hmm. and there's no there's no 100 percent. it's not always this way it's not always that way mm-hmm. um and you know, 
there is a percentage of what are considered false rape claims in the real world. There's a percentage of them oh, yeah, that, that are the girl did get raped, but misidentified her attacker and the wrong person went to prison. So that counts as a false mm-hmm. accusation, even if the situation happened. Mm-hmm. So just because mm-hmm. just because an accusation is false doesn't mean that a situation didn't happen. Well, and like, <sighs> so there, there's there's a wide spectrum of things, and there's no one that none of it is one hundred percent one of them. None of it. Is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so I just feel more and more the world doesn't care about innocent until proven guilty. It's just everyone's on a witch hunt. It's, it's constant. It's a constant witch witch hunt these days. There's there does seem to be that, and the internet is a very toxic place mm-hmm. for that. Yep, and there's too many people looking to uh, looking to win, mm-hmm. and they're more interested in mm-hmm. winning than they are it, in getting things the, right. The naysayers of this just they tr- it feels like they tried to paint their heart their, their hardest to paint this in a negative picture where it's mm. it's glorifying a man who was falsely accused, and they're trying to say that never happens, which obviously you know it happens. It does happen. It does happen, but there's also well, there's also many times where the rape does happen. Yeah, I mean, there's, it, there's all kinds of monstrous things that happen no, one way or the other. There's no easy answer to it, and that's no. the horrible that's the horrible thing about the entire situation. It is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's it for um, the rising of the heel, the shield hero. Uh, and next week we're gonna go ahead and watch another romantic comedy. And do you remember that gift that or that that um, that image that I sent you? That image story of the. Pink, the girl with pink hair teaching the guy how to uh, play volleyball. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's like, I raised him. That's this. You raised him? That's this. Yeah, okay. 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 Kaguya-sama. Love is war. From a good family. Check. A good personality. Check. Shuchin Academy is where all these elite students with bright futures flock to. As the two leaders of the student council, Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shirogane, have supposedly fallen in love. But after almost half a year, nothing has happened. They both have too much pride and can't be honest. Things have gotten troublesome, and they are now caught in a war of how to get the other to confess their love first. This is a new romantic comedy, a whole new romantic comedy, following an outbreak of cunning warfare between two elite students in love. And that sounds delightful to me. That sounds utterly delightful to me. Um, but yeah, I'll so... be honest. I did something like that to my wife. Actually, <clears throat> is that I got her to confess her feelings for me before I said anything to her. Oh yeah, yeah. Good just, deal. D- just to make sure yeah. I was on the safe but, side because so, it's, it can be dangerous to confess your feelings mm. too early in a relationship. Oh yeah, but this um that this picture that I sent Lee, yes. just so you guys are aware, one of the characters, well, the, this blonde boy. I don't know the characters' names yet, unfortunately. But this blonde boy is trying to learn uh, volleyball and he's terrible at it. And yes. this little girl. Um, I think same grade, but she's just tiny with long pink hair and a bow on her head. Yeah. Uh, she's really good at volleyball, and so she starts training him in yes. it. And there's this the it's a series of pictures that's an obvious montage and, of and, and her he's getting more and more bandages, drilling him through things over and over again, and he's just getting more and more beat up, and so is she throughout all of it. And then finally, at the end of it, he does this amazing spike. And then she like gives him a thumbs up, and she's just covered in bandages. She's got wraps around her fingers. She's just got this dead look in her eyes of we've we've been doing this for so long. She has band aids on her bow. Okay, <laughs> she has band aids on her bow. And then the next bit is them at gym, and he is just rocking the world with volleyball, just uh-huh. destroying the other team. And then she just says, "I raised him," and the other, and then this other girl. <laughs> who I think is actually one of the main two girls, Uh 
says, "You're his mom." <laughs> she's just, yeah. She's looking. She's she's looking at him like a proud parent. The, the, the sequence started with, "I will raise you into the into a volleyball warrior." I raised him. You're his mom. You're his mom. Yeah. So that's what this is from. Okay. So, anyways, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, right. So that's uh, that's it for three episodes in. How about let's move on to rec- recommendation of the week. All right. Um, now, while I was browsing around trying to find what I was going to recommend this week, um, I remembered the last time I saw this anime, movie rental places existed. And I rented this from one. From mm-hmm. one. It's an anime that came out in 99 called Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. Yep. And it is this absolutely, it's this work of art that features a guy, who, a man who is an incredibly gifted soldier working for a totalitarian regime that is under attack from terrorists. It's a what if Japan didn't recover as well after World War II. And so we have these, we have these young women who are suicide bombers. Known as Little Red Riding Hoods. Little Red Riding Hoods. And then we have these soldiers known as the Wolf Brigade. Or Wolf Men. Uh, which is what Jinro actually translates to as Wolf Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story's about how he's point blank in front of the suicide bomber trying to figure out why. Why would you kill yourself for this cause? As she ki- and she does. She blows herself up point blank and his arm is just too good. It didn't face him mm-hmm. she just annihilated herself in front of him and it didn't do her any mm-hmm. good yeah and so and and so the the story is about how he's trying to come to co- come to grips with this world that he lives in and what side he should be fighting for mm-hmm. and it just has some of this amazing action and it's gl- beautifully animated <laughs> apparently they made a live action version of it last year oh huh and so I, I, while I was looking around, yeah, there was a 2018 live-action Jinro movie. Okay. That they made in Japan. Huh. But uh, no, I'm I'm recommending the uh, the 99 um, anime. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it really, it really, like his internal struggle really starts hitting home when he meets the older sister of the girl that committed suicide. Mm, yes. So, it's it's rough. It's 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 really good. All right, uh, so I guess it's time for creator shout out. And yeah. this week, I want to give a shout out to another YouTube channel called Beyond Ghibli, mm-hmm. and um, this guy is just a fantastic. He he does these fantastic in depth videos about anime, uh-huh. and um, the thing that really got me to like his channel, he's got this uh, twenty minute video um, about Cowboy Bebop and the making of Cowboy Bebop and all the work that went into it and the influences and how. It just—it was just this miracle of all these people coming together from around the world at the right time to make Cowboy Bebop, and they all knew that there was something special about this show—the work that um, would become a genre unto itself. Uh huh. And the, the this episode is called "A Fistful of Wulongs." Oh, nice. Which made me very happy because I'm a big spaghetti western fan. Yeah. And then he has a follow-up episode about. Uh, that talks about the ending mm-hmm. and it's only a five minute one but he didn't want to have any spoilers for how it ended so he left all that for a few wulongs more which <laughs> is you know another it's about a four or five minute episode yeah. follow-up and it's yeah. just it's uh, it's methodical it's wonderful uh it was very what, entertaining was it this guy or was it some like uh 
what culture video that talked about how Spike Spiegel was based on an actual 1970s. I think Japanese... that was what culture. I think that was what culture. But yeah, he was based. He was based off of. He was based acting... off of the coolest guy of the 1970s from Japan. Yeah, I forget what his name was, but yeah, he's very. His look is very much that guy's look. Yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, no. Um, gosh, and I just like just thinking about Cowboy Bebop. Okay, I remember I watched it when it first aired on Adult Swim back uh -huh. in 2001. Um, and um. It was it just it just blew me away with how incredible it was. I was like, this mm -hmm. is phenomenal. It's the show that got some of my friends to finally give anime a try. Yeah. Okay. And it just blew our minds how good it was. Okay. Um, what kind of years? Dog is real it? fast. Okay. I'm not done yet. Okay. Fine. Let, let me finish this, please. Um, years later, I had purchased them on DVD, but I hadn't watched it again since then. And I just thought to myself, you know what? It's probably just nostalgia. It probably It's probably not as good as I remember it being. It was probably just in the moment, really enjoying it with some good friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I watched it. No, no, it's really it's that good. It is that it good. It is that good. Like, it, it's as good as I remember it every time I watch it. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, what okay. kind of dog is Ein? Yeah, what kind of dog was Ein? He's a supercomputer Well, dog. no, I mean the actual breed. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's a corgi. Corgi, he's, uh, that's right. Corgi. Yeah, he's a corgi. So, there's a scene... In an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm -hmm. that has Andy Samberg, the hot Lati um, mixed Latina girl, and Terry Crews holding a corgi, and it says, "Somebody who's never seen this, describe what this picture is." <laughs> the live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. It's like Terry Crews for Jet. So wait, who who was who who was the other guy? No, it was Andy Samberg. Andy the, Samberg is the main character. So yeah, so no. so him is Spike, her is Faye, and then uh -huh. and then. And then Terry Crews mm -hmm. holding a corgi. And it's like, I don't care. You can recast those two. But Terry Crews is Jet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. See, Jet, Jet, you could be, could be like, and this is kind of, you know, a bit of a, a you know, a bit of a tangent. But thinking of casting, Spike needs to be Oriental because they're doing a live action one. I think Netflix is doing it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Netflix is doing a live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's right. Um, They need to have an Asian for Spike and an Asian for Faye. Just yeah. if, if they're going to the same backstories. Um, Jet can be any race you want him to be. Right. I mean, it like I see like Jet. Yeah, he's white, but you could totally cast Jet as an awesome black guy. It, it works. Of course. So, and then Ed is just Ed. Of course. Yeah. Ed, Ed is Ed. maybe we need to do CGI for Ed. No. Just, no. 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 Just no. <laughs> just no. Oh, but I was just thinking. Mm -hmm. I just my mind went into if if mm -hmm. we were to ever to cast Terry Crews into a live action version of an anime, Russian sushi. <laughs> Oh, Sean Sushi. Oh, gosh. No, no, I could also see him um, being... Uh, I could also see him just being the uh, the butcher in, uh, in Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he and Armstrong become friends through their muscles. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> yes, enough of that, enough of that. So, anyways, my shout-out is to Beyond Ghibli just because for the the incredible content that he creates on YouTube. All right. Um, all right, and uh, thanks so much for listening in this week. If you listened in on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on the Patreon. Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has a link to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference, and if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. Alright, well that's it for this week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Week. You guys have a great week.